Welcome to the Right Wing Vegan, everyone. I'm Scott, and we are going to go through the news and what happened over the weekend. And we're going to try and process all this stuff. I did a show on Thursday where I kind of talked about the aftermath of the Capitol attack and what I thought was going to come of that. And interesting stuff, man. I mean, you know, we're, we're at a point in our lives where we are probably going to be more censored than we've ever been censored before. And I think the quicker that we come to terms with the new reality that we're living in, the better for us. And that's, that's just where we're at. I mean, we will talk through a little bit of that today. We'll also talk about some of what's going on and I want to start with parlor, obviously. So, uh, I don't see any reason we don't get right into it, but before we do, if you like the show, please like, subscribe, comment, do all of the things, share the show with people you know. I have no longer how, I have no idea how much longer I'm going to have this platform to speak to you on. So please share the show with people you know. Let's get into touch. I gotta tell you, we were we were we were thinking about pivoting to video. I've talked about this before. We were gonna go on YouTube, and I was gonna keep the show very PC. I don't even know if that's a good idea anymore because I I just. I have no idea how deep this censorship is going to get. I have my thoughts and my fears, and I just think it's going to get so deep. So, so I think, I think I, I don't. I'm I'm weighing the options, okay, and I'm I'm working through that because I don't know if I like Rumble. I've been on Rumble, and I just I don't know that I like it too much. Maybe we'll post on Rumble. We'll figure that out, and then then we'll we'll go video. Maybe we'll just create our own platform. I, I've thought about that too. Um, I think that's an option. So we'll pick which rabbit hole we go down, but we will go down one. That's for sure. And we will keep producing this content for you guys because it's important. It's important that as many voices as possible get out there and start speaking. Uh, we need you. We, we need you more than ever. That's that's for sure. So let's talk about Parler. You know, the common idiom is, uh, you know, oh, build your own platform. Build your own social media company. Build your own website. Do this, that, and this. This is a free market. Corporations are allowed to kick you if they want. You just go build your own if you create competition then. The right has said this multiple times in the past. But Parler's gone. And, you know, why was Parler removed? Well, Parler was removed uh, first from all from the app stores, right? Google Play Store and then the Apple Store. And then Amazon, because AWS, I believe, hosts servers for Parler. And they nuked them. They said, no, 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 you're no longer allowed to use AWS. Uh, we're shutting you down. And they did. And now Parler's offline. So Parler was trying to find a, a different vendor to host its, its services. And it sounds like all vendors have pulled out. Parler was going to sue. Um, there's some antitrust issues that... that potentially are issues that's for sure where big tech and these giant corporations are eliminating their their competition and they're using the guise of extremism to do so that is certainly a possibility and something that should be investigated and looked into especially since all of the big tech companies seem to be partnering on this this endeavor but the legal team that was going to represent parlor has stepped down so Parler is left on an island by itself. The interesting thing, maybe the most interesting thing about this is they, they are using the, the, the story, so the narrative, right? The narrative is that Parler allows extremism. Parler is a place for extremists to organize. 
to speak violently, to make threats, to do all of this this stuff. And that's their arguments. That's why Parler must be shut down. The reality is, while Parler sells itself as a free speech forum, and I won't deny that people are using Parler for those means, Parler actually has a stricter terms of service than Twitter. As a matter of fact, if you say something violent on Parler, they will be quicker to remove your post than Twitter would. If you post pornography, for instance, well, Twitter doesn't take down pornography. There are many, many Twitter accounts that still use Twitter to peddle pornography and in some cases child pornography. However, Parler shuts that down. Their terms of service does not allow it. Twitter on the other hand, will allow death threats. You don't believe me? There was a there were some tweets going around threatening violence against Mike Pence. Did Twitter take any of those down? No. People have threatened me with violence on Twitter. Did Twitter ever take those down? No. Now, I will say Twitter did take down some, some individuals who were doxing some folks, so good on them for that. But you get into some interesting conversations. When, it, when it's one account, it's one account. And if you can point to something, then you can say, okay, Okay, that's fine. I, I'm not, I've never been against the idea of taking down threats of violence, of, of, of things that will, inst- that will legitimately instigate violence. No, the removing of those is, is paramount because context is lost online. I can tweet something and be incredibly sarcastic, I'm sure I have, but that sarcasm might be completely lost on the individual that reads it And if that individual that reads it is mentally ill in some way, shape, or form, or takes it the wrong way, they may go and commit violence. Now, now there's arguments here, right? Because back when Columbine happened, you guys remember that? If you're old enough to remember Columbine, you'll remember that rock and roll music was blamed for Columbine, right? Because some of these songs, because the Insane Clown Posse, Marilyn Manson, whoever, be it, whoever it is, their songs might encourage violence or be interpreted to encourage violence or self-harm or whatever it is. And the idea was that we need to censor this music because, you know, these individuals are impressionable and they hear this and then they go and do it. Well, the truth is, no, 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 no. That's not how you handle those situations, right? You don't censor the music to keep the kid healthy. You monitor the kid and, and the, the role there belongs to the parent, Right? And you could say the same thing here. I mean, I now listen, again, for the extreme of the extreme, yes, shut that down. If people are using your tool set to coordinate actual legitimate violence, shut that down. The problem is we've changed the definition of violence, and now no one really knows what it means. And it can be interpreted in any way, shape, or form. If I call a trans person the wrong pronouns, and I might even do so accidentally, then I am, I am committing violence against that person because I use the wrong pronouns. That's legitimately how they view the term violence. And because we've, we've taken these words and dragged them through the mud and damaged their meaning, they mean nothing now. They can be interpreted in any way, shape, or form you want to interpret them. And that's what's happening. And now that the left controls the government, they'll start to define those words the way that they actually want to define them, and you will be held accountable for their definition of that word. So even if you're not committing physical violence against somebody, you might be committing violence against them by telling them they need to lose weight. If I'm a doctor and I have a client come in and that client is overweight, but they're happy about being overweight, 
then if I tell them, hey, you're overweight, you're at a health risk, you need to lose weight, I am committing violence against them, even though what I'm telling them is factually true. The truth becomes violence, and that's what's happening here. So Twitter is now banning people because they disagree with, with the views of the left, but the left says these people committed violence. And then Twitter says, well, violence is violence. That can mean anything, and so they ban you. Parlor's a little more strict. They'll ban you if you commit actual violence, but telling someone they're fat on Parlor is not violence, right? Now, Big Tech, they have obvious, you know, reasons to want to ban Parler. They want to be the source for communication. Twitter wants to be where you go to share your pithy thoughts. Facebook, too. They want to protect their kingdom. So pushing Parler out, that's an easy choice for them. Amazon. It, 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 it's just interesting. And there's certainly areas where you can have debate over censorship, over this, this type of stuff. This stuff can be debated. The problem is when you completely eliminate one side of the aisle from communicating, when you completely whitewash folks who disagree with you, now you've crossed the line. That's the difference. The argument that the left is making is free market. This is a free market. Okay? Well, Twitter's allowed to ban you, right? Because they're a corporation and they can run themselves how they want. They equate it to the baker that wouldn't bake a cake for a gay wedding. But what they're missing there is the nuance of those two situations. First of all, they're, they're not the same. There are 59 different bakers probably in that town. And if there are 59 different bakers, that gay couple can go to a different baker. They have access. And that's the key. The key word that I'm going to say right now is access. Okay? They have access to different bakers. I have a money. I exchange that money for a good or a service. If, 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 one, if I can't do it one place, I have 49 other options. That's a free market trade. What's not a free market is when you have no market at all. And that's what's going on here. And that's the difference. Okay. Not only is Twitter taking right-wing people off of their, their platform, no other platform is now available for right-wing folks to go to to communicate because we're wiping those out as well. So, so it's not an issue of free market. We're, we're past that, that now. We're now an issue to market at all. There is no market for these folks. You've erased their market. So this is beyond the idea of free market capitalism. Should Twitter have the right to ban who they want? Probably. But there's more to it than just that. And you have to look between the lines. This is something that I think the right is better at than the left. The left is very quick to, and actually maybe not. Maybe it's a societal thing. Because the right was very quick to blame rap music for violence. The right was very quick to blame um, uh, movies for violence and television for violence and video games for violence. The right is very quick to do that. And that's wrong. The left is very quick to blame the right for violence, right? And that's, that's wrong. Now, I think the left uses that narrative to serve its means. I think it wants you to think the right is violent. 
I think the right just doesn't understand. There's so much nuance to these things. To say that Twitter can just ban people and because they're a private business is certainly one way to look at it. But it's such a simple-minded approach to what we're really talking about here. You have to be able to mentally go deeper than that to get to what we're really talking about. We're not talking about a private corporation making decisions as a private corporation. If that were the case, then absolutely Twitter would have the right to ban people, and I, I think they do. They have Not only do they have the right to ban people, they have the obligation to ban people when people are actually encouraging harm. But the truth is, the nuance, what we really need to look at here is the bigger picture. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, they control the forum. And this gets real spicy when you start to factor in COVID because we are no longer allowed to communicate in person. The government has decided to, uh, you know, tyrannically shut that down. So now Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, Snapchat, Zoom, whatever, that's the forum. That is public forum now. You get into a huge debate here when you talk about this, okay? Because Twitter and Facebook have become the public forum, the idea is that everyone should have the right to speak because this is the public forum. You know, our constitutional laws don't go away just because we're in a private business. We're still we're still guaranteed those those constitutional laws. I mean, take a look at civil rights law, right? I'm not allowed to not hire someone who's an African-American or a Chinese person or a Japanese person. I'm not allowed to say I'm not hiring you because the law prevents me from doing that. Well, the Constitution prevents certain extremes. Right? Corporations still have to operate within our constitutional laws and within our laws in general. Now, again, you tell a fine line, but because Twitter and all of that is the public forum, especially more now, because we've we've pub, our public forum has physically been taken away from us, you do start to get into more nuanced conversation of, well, we shouldn't be wiping out one side of the aisle, right? And if I'm a member of the left, I don't want this because I know what happens. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, just some of the implications here uh, and, and some more of what we're talking about. Exactly. OK. Republicans are partially to blame. Because they saw this coming. We've seen this coming. So we should have known um, that, that this was going to get here. I mean, take a look at Laura Loomer. I mean, Laura Loomer, not that long ago, was banned from Twitter and then subsequently banned from everything. I mean, I don't even think she can use PayPal or Venmo. And I think my, Milo, that's another one, right? That's another one where the same situation, okay? Alex Jones. You see these individuals getting banned. Gavin McGinnis. You see these individuals getting banned. And I think the thought is, well, those are the extremes of the extremes. It'll never happen to us. We're just over here doing our thing. But we should have taken that as an example. They're not going to stop. I mean, it's the same thing with the statues, right? And the right made this argument constantly, you know. They're going to take down, you know, they're going to start with the Confederates and then they're going to take down Lincoln. And then everybody laughed. And then sure enough, there they go. They're taking down Lincoln. So 
you know, we should have applied that same thought to tech. And, and a lot of Republicans waved a big saber, but they didn't, they didn't do anything with it. So Republicans are partially to blame for why we are in the position that we're in. I mean, if you want to point the finger, you can't just point the finger at AOC and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg. You got to point that finger at Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, all of them, the finger, Donald Trump. The finger goes always. Now, this might be a controversial thing to say, and people are going to be mad at me for saying it, but Donald Trump is to blame for this. I mean, he had four years in office where he could have done something to tamper down big tech. He didn't. No executive orders, no nothing. Now, he cried for 230 reform, but he did nothing. None of them did. So here we are. Here we are in the position that we're in with our, with our, our ability to communicate being stripped away from us. Now, luckily... Luckily, individuals are stepping up. You got what you got websites like Gab, okay, and and uh, Minds, and they're going to get an influx of of consumers, and that's great. Parlor, unfortunately, I don't know if they'll ever get back up. I hope so. But that's a situation where you can look at it from so many different angles, um, you know, and 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 we've we've. We've stepped into this place where you can expect anything. They erased Laura Loomer a long time ago, Alex Jones, Milo, Gavin. Now they're coming for Donald Trump and they're erasing him. Stripe is, is no longer doing business with Donald Trump. The PGA is poor, uh, is taking their tour away from Trump golf courses. They're, they're no longer going to gonna do events on Trump golf courses. And all I can think about is what a mistake for the left to be doing this. Now, you're going to ask me, why do you think that? Why do you think this is a mistake? Because you're making a martyr out of Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump is losing a lot of support right now. He really is. A lot of the establishment Republicans that feigned support for him for many years no longer support him. Even people like Cernovich and um, uh, Alyssa Farah, they supported Donald Trump and now they don't. And now they don't. They're speaking out against him. So Trump is losing to Betsy uh, DeVos. Be, you know, Trump is losing some support, but what by continually doing this type of stuff where, oh, we're going to punish him, punish him, punish him, punish him, lock him up, impeach him. What the left doesn't realize it's doing is creating a martyr out of him. The individuals who fervently support Donald Trump, and let's not forget the man got 75 million votes. And when polled, a lot of those voters still support Donald Trump. I mean, his approval rating is actually going up while all of this is happening. So just wrap your mind around that for a second. And that's a Rasmussen poll. You can take it for what it's worth. But there is a poll that shows his approval is actually going up. So the truth is, the more and more they persecute Trump, the more and more they will create a martyr. And Trump's power will actually grow amongst those individuals who support him. The Republican Party is joining along with this, thus burying themselves even further. I mean, we need more than ever a strong Republican Party right now. We need a Republican Party that can have people get around it because we need to get ourselves out of this. And the only way we're going to do it is the Republican Party. Now, individuals are saying, let's break off and start our own party. I support that, but I can't support fully jumping into that until 
I see that a third party can win an, an election that matters. And I have a really hard time seeing that because what you'll do is you'll fracture the Republican Party while the Dems will stay strong. They'll stay strong because progressives are cucks. They'll just get in line and, and do whatever Nancy Pelosi says. We've seen that time and time again. Progressives speak with a big stick, but then they also won't do anything um, as long as they're they're slightly appeased. It's the same thing with the right. The difference is, I don't think these Trump supporters are cucks. If so, Loeffler and, and what's-his-face, Purdue, would have won in Georgia. But they didn't because Trump wasn't on the ticket. These people are Trump supporters. And by martyring him, you are only empowering these people more. And if you take their ability to communicate away, you're only making them angrier. And what do angry people do? That's my concern. What do angry people do? They act out. And again, I said this on Thursday, I'll say it again. And if the system isn't giving them a place to act out, they will do it outside of the system. Anyone who understands humans understands that is in fact true. The merger of corporation and state, that is where we're heading. Because Joe Biden on his transition team, he has these Facebook people. He has these Google people, these Twitter people. They are part of his transition team. Reports came out. They have given money to his campaign, and that's where things get scary. Big tech all of a sudden has this power, and now it's merging with the state, and now it's all one giant power conglomerate, you see, and that's what's scary. Because if the state controls Twitter, Twitter also controls the state, the state can moderate anything it wants. It might be the biggest power grab in the history of the United States of America. And we're seeing it play out right in front of us right now. But it doesn't just stop at big tech. I mean, when you go back and you look at some of these COVID lockdowns and what businesses were allowed to open and what businesses weren't, it was giant corporations that were allowed to open. What we're seeing is not just big tech. It's a merger of corporation and state. The state scratches the corporation's backs, the corporations scratch the state's backs, and by that I mean the Democratic Party, and you see what's going on. Big corporations donate to the Democratic Party, big corporations refuse to serve their opposition, big corporations go to silence their opposition, therefore the Democratic Party stays in power, and the circle moves on and on and on. But if you ever think that opposition will ever be able to rise again, you, you aren't thinking clearly. This is all of them consolidating power together, making it harder for the opposition. And because of that, that's where I don't know if the Republican Party will ever be able to hold power again. But I definitely don't think a third party would have, have a chance. Because how do you organize if you're kicked off of everything? And then who would be in this third party? Because I have to be honest, if it's just going to be the Q people, keep me out. Okay? Keep me out. I want to end on one note. I think this is an important note to end on. Just because your cause is just, it doesn't mean that the ends are justified by the means. What I mean by that, if I sacrifice a hundred people to save a hundred people, then a hundred people are still dead. The goal should be 
How can I keep everyone alive? And I think some of us are doing that. Those who truly understand that unity is the only path forward, those are the folks that get it. If you think you want war, I can assure you, you do not. And anybody who's ever been to war knows that. We either need to agree to unify, or we will have to divorce. Maybe my mind will change on that, but that's where I'm at right now. I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'm going to go back to doing this weekly. I took breaks, breaks, breaks. I was trying to set up some stuff, but that might have fallen through now with all of the censorship. I don't know. But I want to thank you guys for listening, and, and, and please stay safe. Please stay safe. Stay sane. Step away from this from time to time because you have to. Watch a football game. Watch a movie. There's a great national championship game tonight with the Buckeyes taking on Alabama. And Ohio State's a big dog, but last night we saw the Browns mollywop the Steelers. And I think maybe the Buckeyes could do so tonight with that momentum. I'm not going to say I'm biased or anything. Maybe I am. But we'll see how that game plays out. Watch that game. Just take some time off. Watch the game. Crack open a Miller Lite or a Diet Pepsi and have some popcorn and watch that game. Eat some wings. Do your thing. Step away from all of this this crap for a little while. It's going to get spicy today. It's going to get spicy going forward, but do your do do your thing to keep yourself sane. That's what's most important. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next time.